Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. This is not like the threat to Kirk Cousins this year right now, and that's the good thing about it being a third-round pick. I don't think anybody will expect it to be, but I think you're totally right. This is a guy that has starting quarterback pedigree, and to me, after the big five, I know Kyle Trask was taken before him. This was, to me, the only guy left in the draft that had legit, big-time starting NFL potential. He needs a little bit system help to kind of do that and get it going. So, yes, that's where he's not special that way. And what I guess I'm basically saying is when you're that type of player this day and age in the NFL, and if your team's not really good around you and you're not making, like, deep playoff runs, then... They're always looking to replace you two to three years down the road. I mean, that's really that's really just life in the NFL right now, unless you're one of the really the the five ten special quarterbacks in the league. Chris Sims and Mike Florio talking about the Vikings. Dare I say quarterback situation? No, it's not really a situation for a while. No, it's or a, or is it? it? Well, it's something. It's not nothing. I would I would call it. It's an incoming storm. Okay. Like, if you the do the forecast on coming. Monday, right, you talk about, well, on Thursday it's going to be this, right? It's not <laughs> there yet, but you might need to take shelter. There might be chaos on Thursday. Wow. It's an incoming quarterback storm. Wow. There's a there's a 40% chance of backup quarterbacks, you know what there is? thunderstorms. There's a mon front on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 100% chance of uh, of that Mon front rolling in for 2022. This is Purple Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And let's get him in here. He is fresh off the big set over the weekend on Pro Football Focus's wonderful coverage of the NFL draft. And uh, he's been a longtime friend of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Have you slept at all in like the last five days? Not really. So, like, we did our podcast, what was it, Sunday night, and George was wearing, like, a, a bro tank top, and I had, like, a, like a dingy T-shirt, and somebody in the comments, like, some, like, you know, some old guy was like, have you guys just, did you guys just get out of bed? And I was like, in fact, I just did, actually. And, and it was sort of like, but, like, I, I think I tweeted this out, like, you know, Thursday I, I did some, you know, of my normal work and then I wanted to take like a nap during the day. And of course, like the nap during the draft day is like 
batting worse than Tim Tebow in Triple A, right? Like it, it's just it just was not going to happen. And then Aaron Rodgers blew the whole thing up. Yep. So it was kind of just like a, a very adrenaline filled weekend. Hopefully, everybody that bet on the draft uh, made money because it was it was it was somewhat unpredictable, but then predictable in a lot of ways. And uh, I think the most predictable part was the Vikings waiting until round what four or five to take an edge player, and everybody talking about how Andre Patterson was going to turn him uh, into Chris Dolman. Well, and we'll and we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get your full breakdown on the Vikings draft. But um, since we started off with some clips about the Vi- people talking about in the media the Vikings quarterback situation, let's play another one here. So when this came out yesterday, I think the initial reaction from people was, "Well, I mean, it's Trent Dilfer. I mean, like uh, he's a mediocre quarterback. So what what does he know? Well, a couple things on Trent Dilfer before we get his thoughts." on Kellen Mond from Colin Cowherd's show yesterday. Number one, Trent Dilfer has been part of the Elite 11 quarterback camp process for a number of years, and so he's been at the ground level of a lot of the top quarterbacks in the country coming through the camp that he's part of for years and years and years. And so he's not just like he's not just like spewing takes on young quarterbacks. When he has a strong opinion, it's not always right, but when he has a strong opinion, it's something to consider. And if you remember 10 years ago, okay, this is from also at the time from Colin Cowherd's show, which used to be on ESPN Radio. Kevin Seifert wrote this up and grabbed these quotes. Again, 10 years ago. And Trent Dilfer said very emphatically, Christian Ponder is Elvis Gerbach. He's Elvis Gerbach. Beautiful thrower. He can throw for yards. Did a lot of nice things. But every time it got tough, he melted. Ponder's drop, his arm speed, everything about him, it's one tempo. He has to play at the 7-on-7 tempo. The drop has to be rhythmical. The receivers have to be open. The ball goes one speed. The pocket has to be nice. Anytime he's asked to quicken that up or there's people around him, his accuracy is awful. And he basically said he tests off the charts, but Ponder's going to be a bust. And so he was right about that. Dex, let's roll the tape. This is Trent Dilfer. at the. And by the way, this is unprompted. This is at the very end of this discussion, if I'm yes. if I'm recalling this correctly, and and Cowherd is saying goodbye to Trent Dilfer, and Dilfer says, "Wait, one more thing." Here we go. Trent Dilfer, Lipscomb Academy head football coach, Nashville, Tennessee. Not many high school programs have George Kittle working out downstairs. That's pretty good. <laughs> Let me give you one to go away with. Kellen Mon Vikings, watch out in three years. That's the sleeper quarterback pick of the draft. So he went. Did he go third round or second? Yeah, third. third round. Kellen Mond, the kid from Texas A&M. All right, I'm going to hold it that, Dilfer. <laughs> Eric, what are your thoughts? Well, first, I think Dilfer's being a little harsh on Elvis Gerbach, a guy who started <laughs> a number of years. I mean, Gerbach right. had a much better career than Ponder, but, but yep. you're right. I mean, uh, you, you know, it's – Kellen Mond has some really good data points, and then he has some really bad data points. And I think that that is characteristic of a second-round pick um, you know, for example, like I tweeted this out when we had Chris Sims on our show and he was great. And he was talking about sort of when he looks at, he doesn't necessarily look at the result of the play. He's looking, you know, at, you know, whether he's throwing in the right spot, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of what we're doing at PFF. But I think from a QB's perspective, it was, it was interesting, but Mond was not successful throwing some of the really difficult passes in the, that, that NFL players would have to throw. So uh, I looked at last season, he threw 57 passes that were outside the hash marks 10 yards in the air or further, and he only completed 14 of them. 
you know, most of the quarterbacks in the class were at least about 50% on those plays. And so whether that's, you know, the fact that he didn't play with any NFL players or, um, you know, he, him simply being inaccurate, that's not good. But on the other hand, you know, you're looking at a player this past season in 322 dropbacks, threw the ball away just twice, but only took eight sacks. And, and I think a lot of the issue that we have with Kirk Cousins is, you know, it's not that he's not a great thrower. Kirk's an excellent thrower. Uh, it's not that, um, you know, he, he's not accurate. He's extremely accurate. But a lot of it is sort of those things that don't show up uh, when, the, when, the, when the fans go through pro football reference and, and only look at his passer rating. It's the taking sacks too much. It's fumbling too much in the pocket. It's not being able to escape uh, and make plays with your legs and plays break down. Mon's done a great job of that. He only had eight what we call turnover-worthy plays this year, um, down from 14 in 2019 and 20 in 2018. His sacks decreased every single year as well. Like There are some things on the edges there that make Mond extremely good. And if you uh, widen the margin for error for him, which guys like Diggs and Thielen did for Case Keenum, Jefferson did last year, some of those throws outside the hash marks can be completed. And what you're not going to get is sort of the second and 19 because Kirk took a sack on a bootleg type play. So there, there could be some value there, especially, of course, given what a second rounder is paid relative to what a, you know, quarterback, quarterback like Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford is paid. So what, what I like about this pick, too, is this because it's not a first round pick. There's not going to be as much. There will be some, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be a ton. Um, there's going to be no pressure on the Vikings and Mon especially to start immediately. Like Cousins is their guy, which is fine. I mean, say what what we will about Kirk. He's their their guy. Um, so to backtrack on all the things that you just talked about that are weaknesses, I think you do have the advantage of coaching for a year and of scheming. And so instead of the um, first round ponder, right, he's got to play. He's got to play soon. And he just blows up and it's a mess and it never comes back. I think with Mond, you do have somewhat of the luxury, Eric, of time where where you can at least get an idea for the bad habits that you can coach out of him during 2021 while Kirk starts. I think so. And I also think, you know, people are – I've always gotten pushback for saying this, but because the Vikings offensive line has been so terrible, but I think the Vikings do a good job of making life easier on Kirk Cousins. The the graphic you were showing at the very beginning where it took, you looked at 2018, I looked at 2019, 2020, the, the difference between 19 and 20 was the Kubiak offense, you know, lots of play action, lots of, lots of, you know, plays outside of structure, lots of, open players in that sort of inner you know, middle of the field where almost all quarterbacks do well. And, and, you know, they, they went ahead and they got some good offensive linemen in the draft and you hope for some, uh, you know, some uh, improvement from guys like Bradbury. Like he might also be in a situation a lot like Dak Prescott in, in Dallas, where you have a good running game, you have good weapons and you have an offensive line that's decent. And then you have a scheme that can sort of maximize the talents. Like we, we've seen Kirk Cousins skills, in many ways, maximize over the best few years. And that's why he is like a yard, you know, 7.1 yards per attempt in 18 when John D. Filippo kind of said, look, you're a $30 million quarterback. We're going to treat you like one. The last two years it's been, no, you're actually just a really overpaid game manager and we're going to treat you like one. And, and I think when you sort of merge that with, no, you're a second-round pick 
who needs a lot of help and we're going to treat you like one, but you're also very talented. Like, I think that could be a nice stew for the Vikings offensively. The the obvious issue is that what do they do with Kirk's contract? Because the real edge that comes with a rookie contract quarterback yep. is the fact that like the whole quarterback room is making on, under 10 million. That's not the case right now with the Vikings. And they, they do have some tough decisions to make if they, if that's the path they want to go down. But I, I truly believe given the rest of the roster that that is the right path. This might be a hard sort of answer to to quantify for you, but as you weigh Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, the next couple of years, especially going into the 2022 year, which right now he's got a $45 million cap pit and it's it's second behind Matt Ryan, but he's better than Kellen Mond because Kellen Mond's never played before. Yeah. Uh, so how good does Kellen Mond have to be between now and week one, 2022, if it indeed's head, head, if it heads in that direction, relative to the money he makes, though, because he's his cap hit for next year is going to be like a million two, so the Vikings would save when you factor in the ten million dollars in dead cap for Kirk by switching from Kirk to Kellen Mond in a year from now. The Vikings would save thirty-five million dollars to the cap, but they'd almost certainly have a worse quarterback unless Mond is just amazing right out of the gate, right? So how do you how do you balance that type of decision as a franchise? It's a great question. So the Kirk has been so just to kind of put this on like a, a scale, like um, you know Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes are somewhere in that three and a half to four and a half wins above replacement every single year sort of category. And then in addition to that, when you look at the when you look at it from a like you know quarterback isn't one man type of thing where Russell Wilson makes a ton of money, but he also elevates the play of DK Metcalf, who's drafted very similarly, you know, uh, in the draft to Kellen Mond. It's sort of like you want to look at the teams that do the best job of taking quarterback, wide receiver, running back, O-line, wins above replacement, and how they do per dollar there. Um, And last season, to no one's surprise, you know, Green Bay, Tampa Bay were the most efficient teams in terms terms of taking you know players from those positions and making the and getting war out of them now what the vikings are going to try to do by, by the way minnesota fifth because they got justin jefferson on a rookie deal doing mm-hmm. extremely well and kirk actually had a really good season last year the the vikings want to turn this on their head so let's say kirk and kirk's probably conservatively a two to two and a half win player right so you're not talking about an elite guy what, what's, Mah- about what's mahomes for context so mahomes is on average over the past three years about a three and a half win player um, at, at his peak, he's four and a half. Um, he was injured the one year last season, kind of right in that, you know, upper threes area. Um, Kirk has been with Minnesota anywhere from two to two and a half. Um, so, so you're looking there now, Mond, like I would say, you know, Mond is probably, you, you could probably earmark him for about a win, right? So you're losing, you know, you're losing about a win to a win and a half going from Kirk down to Mond. But you save, as you said, all that money. Kirk's one and a, you know, Kirk's two and a half times better, but he's making thirty-five times as much. So yeah, yeah. that's where the calculus sort of, you know, gets difficult. And in addition, it's Kirk's never been, you know, although you know Jefferson, you could argue, is in that category. But we never think of Kirk as a guy that elevates the play of bad players like BC Johnson or even like underpaid players like Irv Smith, um, you know, Tajay Sharp. The Vikings don't have to tolerate players like that if Kellen Mond is the quarterback because they can actually use that money to sign players like, 
you know, let's say uh, Antonio Brown or even somebody like Chris Godwin would be in that, you know, with the, one of the underrated things the Chiefs did when Mahomes became their quarterback is they signed Sammy Watkins to a $16 million per year deal to be their third option. Like you have that luxury when your quarterback doesn't make that much. And even though Sammy isn't, didn't become a $16 million player, there was more than enough slack there because Mahomes was making you know, so many yeah. wins out of what he was doing. Also, by the way, then they then they sign Mahomes to the massive contract and immediately restructure the 2021 year to bring his cap hit to seven million for this year, so they can sign Joe Tooney to play left guard and Orlando Brown eventually as well. Like again, that that's that's right, and, and that's also by the way, low key why the everybody sort of looked at Kirk's deal as being oh, it's only three years, but there's n- almost no flexibility in that deal. Whereas when you look at Mahomes' deal, it's 10 years, and it's sort of Brady-like in that the years where the Chiefs are doing well, money-wise or non-pandemic-wise, Mahomes can take his full salary and take a full cap hit. And in years like this year where it's not quite as easy, he can convert you know, base salary to signing bonus or uh, roster bonuses to signing bonuses and spread that thing out a la what Brady was always doing for the Patriots and then they can go fill up when when your quarterback makes sort of that flat rate every year guaranteed you, you don't have that fr- flexibility and frankly Kirk shouldn't give that flexibility to the Vikings he's an employee of them uh, he, you know it, it, the, the, there's there's a mercenariness to Kirk that is, is I think rational frankly um, but you know and that's that that's the calculus with Mond is when the Vikings go to him they will have the resources to surround him with great talent, um, both on offense and on defense. And that is something that they have not been able to do. They, they, they haven't been able to – it's not that they can't do nothing, but they can't do everything for him the way that you know teams you know were able to do everything for Jared Goff and Carson Wentz when they were young players. Funny, they made the Super Bowl on their rookie deal, not so much when they were on their veteran deal. Um, and, and, and the Vikings, I think their fans will, will sort of like that freedom. To, to be able to acquire top-end talent or keep top-end talent like Jefferson uh, with a quarterback like Mond making what he's making. So what, what's the progression here then? Because Kirk is going to start in 21. Do you, do you if the Vikings were to call you and consult with you on this, is the natural, most logical progression um, to take the last year of Kirk's contract, which is fully guaranteed but can be traded. And I believe if you trade him in March of next year, you take a $10 million cap hit, but you save 35 mil to the cap. Is the logic, is the hope that you're in a position to trade him potentially next March and put Mond in as your starter in 22, which then clearly would free you up? when free agency starts in March of 2022 to begin making the type of moves that you're talking about here, Eric. Yeah. Your best case scenario is what the chiefs ended up being able to do. Alex Smith led the league in passing in 2017. They were able to get a third rounder, uh, Kendall Fuller, who played a big part in their super bowl. And to your point, Judd, most importantly, the cap space. Um, there, there are teams now, Denver, for example, if they strike out on Aaron Rodgers. That's a really good roster that just needs a quarterback um, to to contend in the AFC West. Washington, I mean, you could trade Kirk back to Washington. That's another team that is actually <laughs> building something great, but doesn't have the quarterback to sort of go with it. Um, next year's quarterback class. Now we say this every year, and then guys like Zach Wilson or Joe Burrow hit, but like next year's class doesn't look like a five quarterback class. So there might be some team that's super desperate, um, you know, and and they should frankly 
given everything, they should be ready to do what the Philadelphia Eagles did to Minnesota in 2016. If a team, um, you know, sort of is desperate, that somebody gets injured, they're on the precipice of competing and they, they hit the panic button. The Vikings should be willing to flip Kirk now. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is their their Vegas win totals eight and a half. They're 33 to one to win the Super Bowl. They're not a Super Bowl contender this year. If the opportunity comes to, to fortify the future via a Cousins trade um, at any time from now until, um, you know, next next offseason, they should take it and then incur the costs uh, associated with it. Uh, Eric, what are some other draft picks that stood out to you one way or the other? I'll throw just a couple anecdotes. So Wyatt Davis has has so they picked him 86th and you guys had him as the 61st best player on the big board. Consensus, all of the big boards consensus had him 53rd. Um, so that looks like a value pick. Uh, what what other what, what what about Wyatt Davis and what other picks stood out to you? Well, the, the trade with the Jets was a home run. I, we're, we're, we haven't talked about fields yet. I think the Vikings should have been more aggressive trying to get fields. It's clear that there was the opportunity to do so. Um, but like assuming that that wasn't possible, the trade with the Jets was a really good trade. They got a ton of value there. We, we computed about a quarter of a win above replacement over the course of the deals, which is really hard to do if it's a non-quarterback. So that's a very good trade. Um, they got value there with Dara Shaw, who is a, a top 15 pick by consensus. They got him at 23. Davis, as you said, a great pick. Um, the Mon pick, I think, has good value. Kenny Nwangu, a, a very good athlete, the running back position, almost no carries, though. And you wonder sort of now, is that backfield too crowded for he, Madison, and Cook? Um, the, the ones that always kind of make me scratch my head is the fact that during the course of the Zimmer era, the Vikings have only used one second-round picker earlier on, an, on a defensive lineman, and that was Yannick Ngakwe. They've never, you know, and, and this list is long, and, you know, Vikings fans are quick to point out the hits, but you're looking at Shamar Steffens, Scott Crichton, B.J. DuBose, Danelle Hunter, Stephen Weatherly, Afadi Adetabo, Jaleel John. Like, these guys are all bad players except for Danelle Hunter. Ade Aruna, Jalen Holmes, Armin Watts, Kenny Willekes. And, you know, it is a solved question that to get elite edge play, it is it is important to draft those guys early because – they're the easiest to project. Like they're they're the position that we have nailed, and the Vikings seem to think that they're the one team that can get defensive line help later. And you know, everybody, you know, they've had a great defense, but it was on the backs of players that Zimmer didn't draft or develop. You know, the Everson Griffin or the uh, uh, Limbaugh Joseph, Tom Johnson. Once all those guys left, what did we see last year? It was a bunch of guys that. Zimmer and Patterson stuck their neck out for, and they couldn't even get within five feet of the quarterback. So I get worried that they haven't learned necessarily from that experience. Mac Jones, do you like him? And did the Vikings possibly make a mistake by making the trade with the Jets to pass on Mac Jones? I like, you know, I, I like Mac Jones as a value from 10 on. So I thought the Vikings probably, like, I, I would have taken him if I was Minnesota. I would have traded up for Fields if I was Minnesota. Um, I think Jones is a good prospect. I think the New England got great value for him at 15. Um, I could see why the Vikings didn't do it because Mond, you know, the difference between he and Mond is not that huge. Uh, and given the bounty they got for that pick, it, it makes a, it makes some sense to me. But I'm always almost always going to take the quarterback with my natural pick if if I'm anywhere if I'm outside of the basin of Rodgers, Mahomes, you know, Wilson. 
Like I'm always going to do that because that guy, like if he ends up being Kirk Cousins on, you know, one third of the salary or even less in the case of pick, uh, of pick 13 or 14, then you're doing amazingly there. And, and, um, and I just don't know. I, I, I do think a first round pick is more in your face to Cousins and we have yet to see him, you know, have a backup quarterback that wasn't of like the Trevor Simeon ilk. So who knows like what it's going to be like in 2021, you know, now that he has a competition, but um, you know, I, I would have considered Jones if I was Minnesota. Yeah. That's Eric Eager from pro football focus. Great stuff, man. Uh, It's, it's been fun following your coverage and, and just like on a personal note, it's really cool to see you dominating and, uh, and hosting the PFF uh, forecast podcast and you up on the big set, man. We, we, we enjoy watching your career play out. Well, I, I appreciate that. And it was, uh, you know, it, it was only like what, a, like a few years ago, I was calling into Mackie and Judd with my, you know, my tinfoil hat predictions <laughs> of the Vikings. But uh, it's fun to, it's fun to just hang out and talk football with you guys. Yep. And awesome now you stuff. get to put your tinfoil hat on and get paid to do it. So it's great. <laughs> <That's> right. <Yep. laughs> All right, Eric, we'll talk again soon, man. Appreciate it. All right, Eric Eager from uh, from PFF. And real quick, before we react to some really interesting thing, things in there, let's react in a second. A shout-out and a thank you to Federated Insurance for helping us uh, push forward with both Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily and for helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. They're one of us. They're based in Owatonna, and uh, they measure the success of their business by the success of yours. They partner with you. They help protect your business help you sleep better at night. You can find all kinds of resources, and you can find out uh, about MyShield and how MyShield can help your business at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Eric gave me a good question point there. I thought and you'd so, stop the uh, show for that and tell him. No, he, no, he was, was on a roll. roll. I, yeah. Fill him I in. I want to derail him. Yeah. He would have no, he knows. Yep. He knows. So, uh, I, so I now have 27 good questions or good points on the season. You have 25 Declan has one, so uh, we'll keep those going here. I'm going to keep probably extending my lead over you guys. i let you guys get a little too close. I'm going to come up with some better questions. Let's get Gerson on again. I'll talk to Gerson right, right before we start. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's given Mackie a qu- good question, Judd a good question. I think i got to sneak in that Jada McDaniels one right at the start of well, it. Well, you, you did that last yeah, time, end, but you already uh, awarded me the good question. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wanted to no, be I mean, you got about your it. J- the Jada McDaniels yeah. stuff is old now, no, we, man. We, we, now we you got to move on from Jada McDaniels. We talked about it. It's fine. What did you What did you make of the idea? So when the Vikings were desperate, Teddy Bridgewater went down with a knee injury at the end of training camp, and they were like, "We think we can win now. Mm-hmm. We but we need a new starting quarterback." And they called the Eagles, and the in, the Eagles were not quite as hooked on Sam Bradford as the Vikings are with Kirk, because Kirk's been good for the Vikings. Bradford had some flashes. But they had, I think they had Foles and Bradford. It was before they drafted Wentz, right? Would you they if, definitely if, had if a, starter, a team yeah. went down with an ACL? Would you? I, that's I, I draw the line there. Like I'm not trading Kirk between now and the start of the season unless somebody says we'll give you literally anything you want. Well, because I think the Vikings can. I think they can win more than eight and a half. Vegas has them yeah. as a non-playoff team. I think they're a playoff team personally. But what, what did you make of that notion? It's intriguing, but it's. So the Vikings don't see their chances for 2021 like the odds makers do. So they see themselves as a playoff team, no question. They might be wrong. They might be entirely wrong. But Vegas the, builds a lot of buildings off of being right. Right. You know? Right. But no, but I'm saying the Vi- the it doesn't they they might be right. 
but it's what the Vikings think for their own sake that's important here. And I think that the Vikings think that they are a playoff team. And you know what? With all the stuff that's transpiring in Green Bay, they might be exactly right. Here's where I wouldn't trade Kirk now is the idea that they have in drafting Mond is exactly right. So I have no interest in him starting week one. I have no I if he doesn't play all of 2021 in a regular season game, I'm happier. So like I like what they're doing here. I see the plan here. And the plan is not okay, look pretty good in training camp. Let's bail on Kirk. Let's trade Kirk if we possibly can. The plan is to sit him. See, the threat to Kirk, that's the intriguing thing about the entire scenario. The threat to Kirk is not immediate. The threat to Kirk is not week three of 2021. What you're trying to do here, and what I like, and because he's a third-round pick, I believe you have time to do this, is develop Kellen Mond into a guy that when he's set to pop, can pop, can step in, and that's not the the old Christian Ponder was a first-round pick and McNabb is struggling. So at halftime of a Monday night game, In Chicago, we're just going to switch quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. That's not the plan here. So, no, I think the Vikings are, with with the road that they have picked, I think it's very smart to stand pat, have Kirk start in 2021 unless he gets hurt, and to give Mond the year to develop, and then to really aggressively explore trading Kirk after this Mm -hmm. coming season to make, if, if Mond is set to play, to make the transition to Mond, as we've been talking about, in 2022. Yep, I'll stand by what I said a couple of days ago. I, I really feel strongly that the drafting of Kellen Mond and the current contract status of Kirk means that Kirk will be traded in like February or March, maybe April of next year, and Kellen Mond is the starting quarterback, unless unless there's a bunch of red flags behind the scenes or something that are unforeseen. But, you know, if I'm Spielman, and maybe this conversation has taken place, I'm going maybe even behind the scenes, maybe just a private conversation with Kellen Mond and his agents. And I'm saying, guys, can't promise anything, but prepare for the next 12 months. Like you are going to be the starting quarterback going into camp in 2022. Prepare mentally, learn how to study film, figure out how to make those throws outside the hash marks that you struggled with in college. Like those are the things that we need you to work on to maybe be the starting quarterback in a year from now. And, you know, with, with Kirk, it, would, it wouldn't be as much about, like, him having a train wreck season. It literally is that calculus equation that we talked to Eric about, which is, you know, if you have a good, not great quarterback making $45 million to the cap on a $200 million cap or whatever it's going to be next year, it is virtually and historically impossible to build a true Super Bowl roster. It's just, it's just a fact. Like, there's... There's no quarterback or no roster example that says, here's a good quarterback making great money, and they won a Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't happen. So if if that contract is checkmate still going into 2020, now you could restructure, and you could extend him into his age 35 season. You restructure, bring that cap hit down, give him some guarantee money at age 35. But when you do that, you're basically negating the value of Kellen Mond's contract. If you're going to use Kellen Mond, you want to do it starting in 2022, so you have three years of a $1 million cap hit to build a roster around him. Going inside the mind of Kirk, though, I don't think that Kirk, now that Mond has been picked, I think Kirk is going to be bound and determined to to get his next payday probably elsewhere. I think Kirk loves to feel loved. Kirk loves to feel appreciated, and Kirk loves to get paid. Uh, Eric hit on something 
that probably should be a reason for Vikings fans to root for Rodgers not to go to the Broncos, and that's this. It would be an ideal fit to work out a trade with that would involve the Cousins camp and the Vikings, okay, to trade Kirk after 2021 to Denver. George Payton, Kirk, I love you. Always, I, you know, I helped sign you in Minnesota. I love you, I love you, I love you. I'd like to give you a contract extension. Because his 2022 contract cripples any team. Like, it's ridiculous. It was never, it's the type of contract that was never meant to be played on. But in Kirk's case, he might try, which is a mistake. But if the Broncos and George Payton can say, we value you and we would like to give you three more years on top of that. And by the way, smooth out all of the problems that exist with the financial implications for 2022. I think that's your best bet. I really do. And then you take a and then you know what? You take a third round pick and you move on with life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That was great stuff from Eric. You can find him as part of the PFF forecast podcast as well. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow, write that down predictions and an accountability session that is sure to be jam-packed Oof. after emerging from draft weekend. So some Dex did not go well. are going to change. I, I don't track this. Oh, no, but I thought you knew. Some, sometimes you, you've got a oh, gut hunch, feel for it. No, and, the, that, that's Mackie and Judd. I, I, I okay. thump my chest right. on Mackie and Judd. I do not thump okay. my chest on this show. You, you just um, said oof like you knew. I just like, know it's oh, going to be a lot of work because there has to be, like, there has to be <laughs> you don't track it. What do predictions care? or so. Phil does it. I'll be pouring a cocktail and tracking all of hey, our... Hey, don't be drinking too much. I don't want tonight. any screw-ups here. Very important. I keep my lead <laughs> if possible. <laughs> all right, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. Another another deep dive into just an interesting an interesting 12 months at the Vikings quarterback position. And it could just be a lot of good news, good news, if all things go right on all fronts. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment here on Purple Daily.